Hello and welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. I am joined by our co-hosts. This is Josh. And this is Ray. What up, yo? We're back. We're here to drop some hot takes about the del- literal deluge of news we've had lately uh, before Electronic like, 3. I don't know what you're talking about. E3 is on the horizon. There has been almost no news. Nothing has happened in the gaming world That's what at we're all. About. No leaks. No my crazy news, weird my news receptors are dry. There has been no news. They are they are withering and and seek the the nourishment of gaming news. Before we get that got real disgusting got real, real fast. Wait, before we get into it and start having fun, can we uh, just get the somber news out of the way really fast? Yes, we can. Uh, jo- uh, Total Biscuit, uh, Mr. Bane, passed away uh, a couple of days ago as of recording of this. It was like, uh, it was unfortunately seven days ago, about a week ago. Uh, he lost his almost five-year-long battle with cancer. He actually thought he had it beat. Um, then they found out that it had moved into his spine and liver and pronounced him terminal with just months to live. And, you know, sometimes doctors are right. And he kind of acknowledged that, and he was still doing his show for as long as he could, but he had a meeting, like, a month ago with his friends and family and acknowledged, like, I could feel it coming. I don't think I'm long for this world. So he said his goodbyes a while ago, and he lost that battle not too long ago, about a week ago. And regardless of what you think about his opinion, because he was a very opinionated man, uh, you might not agree with everything he did or said. He was kind of a voice in the video game world, and I was legitimately sad when I found out he passed. I think uh, the video game world is a a little less rich without his voice added to with his critique. Yeah, I uh, I was never particularly one to listen to him. I really have never been one to listen to too many uh, of the kind of. Uh, YouTube stars that have come up in the last few years. It's just not a a format that I've ever really gotten into. Um, But it just... It was hard to be in the games... You know... The realm of video games without knowing who he was and and hearing stories about him and things related to him... Uh, and, you know, coming across his opinions or, or cross-pollinating with stuff that he was involved in. So while I never really listened to a lot of what he put out regularly, you know, I was still aware of things around him and, and things that he was doing. So, you know, it was, it was definitely one of those moments where you're just like, man, that that really sucks as, as a gaming community. We, you know, even those of us who weren't fans can just go, man, that really, that, that's just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think definitely going off of that, like it's, you know, there are by all accounts, you know, there are, I, I've only seen, you know, the kindest thoughts and words and, and from what, from what I had read and, and seen from him, he was very like, I, I, he was not very much like, anti hot take and was always really w- measured and thoughtful and uh and you know well respected and uh, uh, by all accounts a very decent and good human being so 
uh, certainly his uh, voice and presence will be missed in our in the the larger gaming community, and uh, I certainly say uh, rest in peace, my man. Yeah. All right. Now we can move on to some of the the dumbassery that has been, or or some of the good things. Do we want to real briefly talk about some things we've been playing before we hit news deluge? Sure. Uh, you go first. That was my news bumper. I hope you guys liked it's a it. Bad bumper. Anyway, games I've been playing. Okay, uh, I've been playing some Destiny Two expansion. It's more Destiny Two. Um, I finished God of War. Generally good. I think some of the story beats it sets up do not land well at the end. And I I can't decide if I really like the combat in the game or not. There are some times where it's really fun and I really enjoy it. But some of the end game fights just feel, I don't want to say shoehorned, but it just feels like they really ex- they expose the, what, the limits and kind of, it just feels like the at, the fights are designed and almost like they're designed for like a different game sometimes in a weird way. Uh, that in a way that does not make me want to do anything else in that game anymore. <laughs> Which is weird because I enjoyed it, but just, just some of those end boss fights are just not. I don't know. It's just weird. You ended up beating um, it, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Got something out of it, I guess. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do next, but I, you know, it's just the it's kind of like a the more I think about it, the more I was I'm like maybe cooling on it a little bit, and the yeah. more I'm like wow, and the more I have a larger question about like wow, this like you know obviously I think like a lot of times review scores kind of get like a Rotten Tomatoes like tomato meter kind of vibe, like essentially that like. A 100% movie on Rotten Tomatoes isn't a, the perfect movie. It is just a movie that 100% of critics recommended. And yeah. it feels like a lot of gaming journalism isn't is, or at least gaming like criticism that you see like plastered all over the place, like nine out of ten, nine out of ten, nine out of ten for like this game, is kind of stuck in that, and does I don't think and sometimes doesn't do a great job of going beyond that. Um. That's just a that's just a larger opinion that is not and not only like, reflect. Do you? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, do good. you think also some of that comes from the fact that that Kratos as a character and and the God of War franchise has taken on a different tone than just angry douchebag god killing a bunch of other angry douchebag gods and given him some form of emotional depth with the, the with the boy um, do you think some of that has played into this overall opinion of the game not not to say that the game isn't a good game I, you know I, I plan on buying a PS4 this year and that's one of the games I plan on getting for it because I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about this um, mm-hmm. the setting and whatnot but like do you think some of that hype has been because of this? extra characterization and depth that Kratos has given the previous three games lack thereof. I think that is, I don't, I don't know a hundred percent, but I think that is part of it. 
And I think like I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm coming I'm still like kind of on the cooldown from last year of Near Automata, which is I think literally one of the best stories ever told in video games. So Ooh. it just kind of feels like some of the stuff that got really high praise is like, oh, this is so deep. It has so much to say about being a father and growing. And it's just like, it just, some of that stuff just didn't really like connect with me as I'm like, I see what they're doing. I just don't think it's really that like above the, I don't think it's really raising um, <clears throat> the bar in a major like storytelling way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I think generally overall I enjoyed it. I just am a little – I was just after play – I mean, obviously people are allowed to have different thoughts than, like, the, the, the mass of what else society, is, like, feels about a piece of content or whatever. But I, w- I was just surprised how much, like, I – how – like it's also kind of a marketing angle too, obviously, because you don't see a lot of the takes on the opinions on it that aren't as explicitly positive. But I was surprised that I, um, that I, that it just it. I feel like it didn't really connect with me, and, and it didn't really connect with me in a way that it really I think landed with some other critics. I uh, when I beat it, I liked it. I, I, I will agree with you that I don't think it's like a the perfect game like it's definitely not a 10 out of 10 because it does this really annoying thing where you think it's going to end and it it, it doesn't it just extends out like five more hours or Ooh, something like yes that, that was blade. actually um that's actually another point i wanted to make like just some of the pacing about the story is just it's feels really bad. disjointed where it's like there's um there's this show called i don't know if you watched it it's called the good place and I, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil anything about it because it's real. If you haven't watched it, it's hilarious and really I really recommend it. But um, at the end of at the end of the first season, they set up something that's like, wow, this is this what they've set up is really interesting and cool. I wonder how the second season will handle this storyline. And essentially, that storyline that you think is going to be set up for the entirety of the second season is addressed much more quickly than that. And uh, in a way that is like very refreshing. And uh, it just it just feels like the exact it, it just it keeps it light and interesting and like keeps you guessing cuz you like you know you have like narrative expectations for how TV shows works and it yeah. works completely around that. And God of War felt like the opposite where you see you see the exact story beats that are going to happen and are telegraphed pretty easily and are not rocket science to figure out uh, based on just how narrative works and it just takes forever to get there and it's because not enticing when it finally gets there either yeah exactly so exactly because it kind of coming it, you're like okay exactly because it like it you spend half the game getting there and then by the time you get there like any sort of like it, it really kind of like takes out the punch from some of those moments that are probably supposed to feel a lot more or probably land pretty well when but it just like the pacing was never quite um angry joe calls it like your princess is in another castle syndrome where you keep thinking mm-hmm. you've reached the end you're like nope troll you've got a lot more game to go keep going yeah which is just exhausting and not good storytelling and that's that yeah. was thank you for bringing that up because that was another 
kind of big oh, thing. Oh, it's my biggest complaint about the game. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like um, that game, uh, it took me like maybe 40 plus hours to beat it. I feel like it should have taken 30 or 25. Yeah, it really does feel like they could have cut it down a little bit and make it a little bit more of a lean and mean kind of thing. But, you know, it, it, then, you're, then you're saying, then you're, then it just comes to like a the weird triple A. Th- this must sixty dollars equals must have at least thirty five hours content and. I mean, there's a ton which of is, side quests. Which in is this like game. you know, I'd rather have, I'd rather have twenty hours of really great story that is lean and well told and quick and feels good than thirty five hours that feel dragged out in weird ways. Um, yeah. To keep the game section moving, Ray and I, we have also been playing a little bit of Dragon Ball Fighters, 2018's Game of the Year. It's here, folks. It's still, it still good. rocks. Yep. They added some new characters. There's now 2.5 Vegetas that Ray can use on his team, and it fucking sucks, and I hate it so much. The, the team Vegeta, I'm like a month out of practice, but Team Vegeta doesn't quit. That, that the beatdown yeah. train don't stop. There are no breaks on the beatdown. You know, train. I think I've I think I've got something cooking with between Cell, Broly, uh, Bardock, and Nappa. Nappa was an unexpected hero today. Um, <laughs> His clap, <laughs> the clap of baby. <laughs> but that game uh, still rocks, and I'm still playing that, and it's uh, still really fun. So I think that's most of the games I have been playing lately. Uh, anybody else have anything to mention that was not mentioned here? Oh yeah, I've I've taken a trip down memory lane for all the games I've been playing. So I've played the following games in the past uh, since we last checked in with each other: uh, Armor Core Four, <coughs> no Armor Core Four Answer. My apologies, uh, Armor Core Nexus and Armor Core Three. Are you sensing a pattern? Um, I don't know what happened. Go, go ahead, Josh. Just gonna ask, have you been playing Armored Core games? One could say that. And I, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I, I felt this need to play some mecha games, and I had Armored Core Four Answer sitting on my shelf for like half a year. So I finally said, all right, let me let me pop this in and play it. And Armored Core Four Answer almost killed the entire franchise for me, uh, because. All of the mechs move, and this is in the manual, all of the mechs are now capable of moving at, like, Mach 1.5. Even the large tank mechs. And you think that sounds cool and awesome, like, oh man, it must be fun to zip around the battlefield and the quick boost all over the place. And No, that's not fun to fight other mechs like that. Like, it's fun when you do that, but when you're fighting an enemy that does that just as you can and better, that actually is extremely frustrating. So, like... Went to the old mom and pop game shop here in Texas, and I bought Armor Core Nexus, and that has the worst ending in the entire franchise because it just fades to a black screen, and I felt like I wasted my time. So I went back to my youth and said, "What got me really good in Armor Core?" And I bought Armor Core Three for the PS2, and uh, peak mecha game. That is what are you? The, oh boy! That is okay. the pinnacle of mecha combat. Armor Core. Three for the PlayStation 2 released in 2002. That's that's where the series pretty much stops being good. And even though the controls are wonky. 
So that's what we've been playing. Oh, and uh, just to complete my trip down memory lane, tomorrow in the mail, I'm getting Ace Combat Zero, The Bell Can War. I see Josh shaking nice. his head. <laughs> yeah! Oh my god, they should make a new Ace Combat game! Oh, there's oh, a new Ace no. Combat game getting announced. Uh, got announced last year, and it's going to be at E3 this year. Check this out. I know you like F-15 Strike Eagles. How do you feel about F-15 Strike Eagles with laser cannons attached to the fuselage? <laughs> I'm fucking into that. <laughs> Like, a lot, a lot. I thought Ace Combat was dead as a series when they released Assault Horizon. And to me, that's when the series died. Mike, I'm a, I, I know you didn't play Ace Combat Assault Horizon. Imagine nope. this. What if you were a Japanese developer and you weren't making enough money and you wanted some of that sweet, sweet Western money? So, uh huh. you wanted to make that Call of Duty money, right? Go on. What if... You put Call of Duty's healing and hide behind the thing to repair yourself in a flight combat game. This sounds very good. I'm not kidding. The planes heal over time. Like, as opposed to, like, the strawberry jam that comes in over your screen, it's the uh, blackened oil from the jet, and it fades over time, thus healing your plane the less time you take damage. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm into this. Plane tech. Tell me, um, about, tell me more about this bioplane tech. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody just sat there in a boardroom meeting and said that, and then just held up their hand and said, "Check, please." And everybody looked at him like, "What the fuck?" Wait, well, see, I remember. Can I, I think Mr. I played a little bit in the game, middle because that's the one where if you get if you shoot down like three other planes, you you your plane gets to be the chopper gunner, right? And then you fly your plane into the helicopter. <laughs> And then you chopper gun the other planes. It's a very, very massive helicopter. It's about a quarter of the size of the moon, so it's very impressive. In okay, large. but what happens when somebody gets 25 in a row and gets the nuke? Does the plane just launch a nuke from, from its from its payload? It just a nuke appears underneath its nope, wing? Nope, nope, nope. I got it. What happens is it turns into a mech. Okay. And as we know, most mechs are nuclear powered, and then it hits the self destruct button, and then. I know you're joking around, but I'm back in. I'm just right in the mood. <laughs> that threw me back. Man, you know, this. I, I've just been really on fire with ideas. This 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 means we have to segue into our into into the, the Fallout story soon. Can we do that, please? Well, Josh has to say what he's been playing, then we go in straight into that. Almost nothing, so let's segue into Fallout. It's been a boring couple of weeks for me so okay, okay yeah let's talk about fallout yeah okay so to set the groundwork here for this story so basically uh, people um people uh by people i mean bethesda the company that makes fallout what are you uh, saying mike put up a, yeah some wise guys put up a stream previewing Yo, some wise guys eh? was makings um, that was some sort of Fallout teaser, and there was rampant speculation. It's like, oh, it's a Fallout 3 remaster. Oh, it's another Fallout thing. Um, my, uh, my Fallout theory was that it was going to be Fallout's entry into the Battle Royale genre, meaning that from a very large plane, uh, 100 <laughs> vaults would be dropped. Um, but inside each of those vaults, there is a classic, like, Quake-style, like, 12-man deathmatch. 
And so you play like the Quake style, like super fast inside vault deathmatch, and then you win. You get to program the coordinates if you have enough time of where your vault's going to land. And then you take a lot of injury on land when you land. So, like, you don't have your Quake super speed anymore. Then you just have regular, like, Battle Royale speed. And then <laughs> that's, and that's Fallout 76. That's I, what it's going to be. I, I, it's a very I, large plane that drops these entire, like, underground cool. facilities at cool. once. But it just, just stick with me, folks. It'll be a oh, check, please. Props to Bethesda for effectively trolling the internet for eight hours by showing a stream that meant nothing. They didn't announce yeah, anything. Yeah, they, they literally on Twitch just had a camera watching a TV screen with the please stand by, like, you know, Fallout splash page. Yeah. And a bobblehead that occasionally changed positions throughout. And they had the stream running for, like, a full day. Yeah. You know what and they should have done? 100,000 people watched this stream. 160,000 at its peak. They should have done the thing that, like, Adult Swim did that one time when they talked about, like, hey, bring Metalocalypse back. And then people were like, yay, Metalocalypse is coming back. And then they're like, fax your support to bring Metalocalypse back. And they're like, yay, okay. And then uh, Adult Swim just uploaded a video of people's faxes for bringing back Metalocalypse just going right into the trash. And they should have done that for Fallout, but instead of asking for Metalocalypse, it should have been asking for a new um, Obsidian did Fallout they, game. Did they really do that? It's like, that ma- the, hey, that ask the, the life. hey, the maker, should the makers of uh, Fallout New Vegas make a new Fallout game? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, fax your support here. Yeah, okay. Just trash, trash, trash. I can't believe they faxed their support. That's what they should have done. Uh, So they did actually release a teaser trailer, and that has to be the most... You know what? Good on Bethesda for, like, that they're still making a Fallout game, Fallout 76, but in that teaser, is it just me, or were they just using the assets from Fallout 4? It looked like Fallout 4 assets to me, and it didn't really showcase a lot of the game. Uh, I will say that uh, Jason Schreier of Kotaku, who is a pretty reliable reporter, um, has some notes that uh, Fallout 76 seems to be some kind of cooperative multiplayer survival game, question mark. Does it sound entertaining to people? Not see, not, so not like I was honestly thinking this would be like a Fallout MMO kind of like uh, the Elder Scrolls Online, which I think has been doing pretty well as far as MMOs do well these days. Uh, in that it's not canceled and still has. Oh, that's and it's also, <laughs> in, that, in that it's still in that it's it's not called WoW. Your it has multiple it expansions, <laughs> and it still exists. So okay. that means you're doing okay as an MMO these wow. days. Um. Uh, so that's kind of what I was thinking it would be, but it sounds like it is closer to a. I'm gonna say the name of games I have never played and have no desire to play here. Uh, it sounds kind. It seems like what I'm seeing. It sounds like it's more like a Rust and or Ark kind of survival game. Um. So I don't think it's going to be a the mainline Fallout that people uh, may have been expecting. 
Uh, it sounds like it'll be a little bit of a different kind of vibe. Yeah. Gameplay-wise. I mean, I'm sure this E3 will find out what will happen. Uh, yes. We got predictions that we're going to save for that for the end. Uh, speak, speaking of like things that you didn't expect, let's talk about the game that I did play a couple times last week, but I'm now actively not playing until they figure out what's going on in their company. PUBG. Let's can we talk about PUBG for just a little bit here? I would love to talk about PUBG. Has Player Unknown lost his GD mind? In case you yes. don't know, yeah, Blue Hole, uh. The Blue Hole section of the company, the PUBG That's company. That's a bad company name. The Blue Hole? It's company? a bad name. Blue Hole? Blue Hole is all Blue right. Hole. I mean, I've heard worse names. It's not the best. It's not the worst. But it's pretty bad. Right. Sorry, I'm distracted. Continue. Go ahead. The PUBG company filed a formal lawsuit with Epic Games in Korea to sue South them in the Korean court of law for... South Korea. Uh, South Korea, you're right, there are two different countries, you are correct. Uh, <laughs> Big difference. The, the, huge, huge difference, you miles difference, literally miles, <laughs> to file against them uh, for copyright infringement on their game mechanics uh, for Fortnite. And I have to say, to me, this is the equivalent of Nintendo suing Sega because Mario and Sonic are both platformers. Yes, they are both character mascot platforming games, but they are not the same game. Like, PUBG and Fortnite are both Battle Royale games. So many differences, it's not even worth, like, getting into it. They're, no one confuses well, PUBG so, and Fortnite. And my, my thing with this is, not only have there been plenty of games and incidences that have set precedent for this kind of thing but also if you really want to go and get super fucking technical which as a lawyer <laughs> stop what you can't disclosure josh is not a lawyer i'm not a lawyer <laughs> but Were i'm legal jason so i'm basically i'm i will represent you anyway <laughs> Um, are you pro like, bo we are a pro bono podcast we are pro bono we are not anti bono we are pro bono don't don't pro say use me anyway <laughs> besides that t tangent they're gonna go back and say like okay yeah we're kind of similar games but like you're not the originator of this game mode you are not the first free-for-all battle royale style game maybe the scaling has been different but like free-for-all games have existed for a very long time scavenging games had existed for a very long time and also your original concept wasn't in this game it was the modification of another existing property so like there are so many avenues for epic to say like you have no basis here and if anything, you're going to have to pay damages or this is going to get us out of your contract and say, hey, look, you don't get to use our engine anymore because f*** you. Yeah. You're going to take us to court. We're going to drop you like we did 
somebody else I think that actually happened with Epic not too long ago. Two human, I think. Two human, yes. Or they like they went and they went and physically had to destroy existing copies on shelves because they said you can no longer use our engine. So like I I don't and don't get me wrong, I saw a report recently that since January PUBG's player count has dropped by half. And I'm sure they're freaking out and trying to figure out what way they can do to kind of recapture some of that. But this is not wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. I have to, I have to back you up on that one. Yes, their player count dropped by half, but they are still the number two most played game in the world, and their and their numbers just two, three days ago because I checked them on Steam. 1.3 million concurrent people playing the game at peak three days ago. That's it's a lot of people, damn. That the, yes, they're not Fortnite numbers, but I'd be okay being number two. You know what I mean? In the world. In the entire world. And they're like, it's not enough. Let's go sue the bigger guy. It like, is also... It's like It's kind of like a thing at, at a certain point, though. It's like the trend is indicative of issues because it, it, it's like with how absurdly like I'm not going to go on a capitalism rant I promise but like there is a very large focus on growth and if um, and if PUBG is past like its initial explosive growth phase they are in kind of the retention phase and losing even no matter where you even like the raw number of people is still a lot. Yeah. But, like Josh said, that losing that percentage is not a good figure retention-wise. So, I mean, there's obviously lots of different ways to look at it because they are still – they're probably still doing okay. But it is there – there is a, certainly a trend that is not positive for them. And – uh, and, and, and don't don't get me wrong. Like, I understand where they're coming from. I can see their argument that – you know, Epic had Fortnite, and Fortnite has been in development for a very long time. And they, you know, just came out in early access with their core game. And they feel that their partner saw the success of their game and said, Well, f this game we made. Let's just throw this, but, you know, game mode in there. And then, you know, that blew up overnight and just. I can see where they would feel that they got exploited by a business partner. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't understand at least a little bit why they're going to be upset and try to do something to protect themselves. Um, I just think that it's going to backfire against them. Yeah, and like another couple of things I wanted to mention, like I mean, like you had mentioned earlier, if if, if we didn't outline it. PUBG Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is the is based on the Unreal Engine, of which Epic is the license the the one who and licenses it licenses this engine to other teams and studios. So the company, so PUBG is suing the company that they are literally using the and they they've literally borrowed their engine to build their game that they are that is the center of this lawsuit here. So that is a, a really interesting wrinkle because at a certain point, 
Epic probably has, there are obviously contracts, but it's like, there is certainly reason to possibly like, like, you know, like we talked about with two human that how they had to just physically destroy copies of that game when the license agreement got pulled. Well, yeah. I, I, as a respectable consumer, I am prepared to print out a page of my steam account which shows PUBG on it and tear it in half to show that I no longer own a copy of player Unknown's battlegrounds. If I need to delete, if we need to mass delete copies of player Unknown's battlegrounds as a result of this. Okay. But seriously, um, also just real quick sidebar. I went just to look at the current com- concurrent player count, uh, on steam right now. And, Player Nuns Battleground is number one with 461,000 players right now with a peak today of almost 1.5 million. Um, but can we talk about how Payday 2 is still the number nine game played on Steam with 25,000 players? I swear you look for reasons players. to bring up Payday so 2. So many people have such garbage taste. The pig's enjoying <laughs> their slop. That's what that is. <laughs> uh, 25,000 people playing nothing. Payday 2 nothing. right now. How many That's five, more than Ark. Five thousand. Twenty-five thousand players on Payday Two right now. Why? Uh, you know what? We're not. Which getting came into this. out of? We're not getting into wine enjoying the mud and nothing. <laughs> we are. We are not getting into Payday Two because I swear Josh looks for any reason to try to drag people back to Payday Two. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. But like, hear me out. Hear me out. What if? What if we played Payday 2 again? Oh my god, we're, we're done with this. Dibs on part. fat Keanu. Dibs uh, on fat, not actual, didn't license my image to this game, Keanu Reeves. Thank you for um, segueing back the license. It, it is gonna, massively unprofessional what uh, the PUBG company is doing. It's unprofessional yeah. because you have to pay royalties to Epic Games and you're suing them. So, not if, when this lawsuit goes south on you. What are you thinking you're going to earn from this? What, what, what is the end game? Do you feel like you're going to win? And do you th- feel like Epic Games is going to look at your contract and renew it? Let's pretend you win. You think they're going to renew you? You think that's your engine to do with what you want? Well, what do you gain from this? You killed a player. Player in those battlegrounds probably has a year left. Get, get your games in now. I'm calling it right now. It, then it's, yeah, it's going to die. Like- like uh, I, I just, I mean, between that and just some of the other things that player like uh, it, it, it needs to address, like the compared to Fortnite, like I think I like PUBG more than Fortnite. I do. But the op, but I was very impressed by the optimization of Fortnite. Yeah, that's and another thing. It, that is they something that PUBG still has not really gotten. I feel like has still not quite nailed. And just to wrap up, like. It all comes down to the fact that you can't copy you can't copyright a genre or mode. Like um the the makers of the I don't know like the first western movie didn't sue um didn't sue Clint Eastwood when he did uh, a fistful of dollars. Like actually the first like um the first rap song didn't like it, all those cases, any case like that has come down to like, no, you can't, you can't own a genre of music. You can't own a gameplay mode. Like you can't, it, it's like trying to sue someone for like, um, it's like trying to copyright like the game of basketball. 
is yeah. what it's trying to do. And also, just as another side note to wrap up, and then I'm I'm good on this. Is like, does it like they say like, oh, well, they like PUBG or like Fortnite stole our idea and we're suing them, but didn't PUBG also pull a lot of like cosmetic stuff from the battle royale film? And didn't they? I don't. I, don't, I mean, I yes, don't think did. there was. And I was. I mean. I don't think there was any sort of public agreement on that. I mean, no. did we see... Was there any reported agreement on that? Because that... I mean, it's just funny to, like, play this play this card on one hand, but on the other, very carefully skirt the lines around this movie, but make it a paid part of your game that is clearly yeah, yeah, we'll, inspired. We'll have DLC about this movie in the game. Exactly. It's funny you brought up the movie Fistful of Dollars because that, actual, that movie actually did get sued... Because ah, it's shit. almost a scene-for-scene scene remake of Akira Kurosawa's Yojimbo. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up real quick just to make sure, and yeah, yeah, that that movie. You can put the you can put the uh, curb your enthusiasm music here. Just okay. <laughs> I know we have a lot to talk about, but I almost could do a whole other podcast on like the Steam concurrent player counts right now because I just like was like, hey, let's look at the top 100 games right now. Oh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Lakes. Has almost nine thousand people playing it right now. <laughs> what are they doing to get these numbers? I don't. I. I just. I don't know how. Uh, also, we were having a conversation, and this will come up in a little bit. But there's a certain game that Ray was dragging earlier that has fifteen thousand players currently on Steam right now. So I drag apparently, people games. count. What was this? Uh, Paladins. What? 15,000? 15,000 players right now on Steam right now. Worldwide? It would have to be worldwide. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So, man, you know what? Sometimes, just go to the store.steampower.com slash stats and, like, look at some of the games and just go, huh. Shows what I know about Paladins. They're healthy. (laughs) Those are some healthy numbers. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Fallout New Vegas has, like, 5,000 people playing it right now. I need to play some Fallout New Vegas. Anyways. Get, get. <laughs> Sorry for that side note. I was just like, ha! You, you, mm. There's some new Pokemon coming out soon, guys. What is that Pokemon? Oh, really? Game? So, uh, I think yesterday, Nintendo tweeted out a video. Um, basically, what it seems like is a pokemon go stylized remake or retelling of the yellow version of pokemon from the game boy a remix if you will yes so um there are two versions it's one's called let's go pikachu and one's called let's go eevee uh where you get seems to get a little 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 pikachu or eevee pal to walk around with you um, but, you know, it seems to be from the brief three or four minute trailer that they posted, you know, kind of going through a lot of the areas that you do in the Kanto region uh, in Pokemon Yellow. Uh, it's a lot more robust seeming than Pokemon Go. You are battling the Pokemon. You are battling trainers. Um, you are still using the Pokemon Go swipe style uh, catching mechanism. So you play with one Joy-Con and you actually like 
chuck the Pokeball uh, at the Pokemon to catch them like you do, similar in Pokemon Go. Uh, and there is two-player functionality where you can take the second Joy-Con off and let somebody roam the map with you, help you battle, help you catch Pokemon. Uh, and there is a pretty nifty uh, peripheral that is a Pokeball that you can use to play the game, navigate, and uh, throw at the screen to catch a Pokemon and then somehow transfer your Pokemon into the Pokeball and take it with you and it makes little sounds of the Pokemon and I can't wait to go to all of my business lunches and be like just hanging out and then be like oh look my son Ekins needs uh, some wiggle time here in his little Pokeball excuse me sorry can continue as I'm like rubbing the Pokeball back and forth on the table Maybe it's just uh, and just I'm as a, a full-grown adult, but nothing of this sounds interesting. As a side note, the Pokemon Company also did confirm that a mainline Pokemon sequel for Switch is coming in 2019. So, yes. anybody so, who seems like off-put by the more casual nature that this game may have, uh, you you are being you will be satiated soon enough so don't um which which people knew beforehand we knew that there was a pokemon game coming in 2019 and then everybody saw this and saw november 2018 and flipped the fuck out saying oh my god i can't believe this is what nintendo's gonna put up for a pokemon game on the switch what are they fucking doing and it's like hey guys would you agree though that's bad marketing timing though no because they literally said november 2018 when they said specifically that the core Pokemon game would be in 2019. So companies have never released the game early ever. I don't think so. They have. And, no, I'm sorry, but November 2018 is not 2019. It's two months away! It's still not 2019. The end of that year is in eight. If you're going to say there's a Pokemon game coming to Switch and then you show this one... I can't blame people for thinking this is the Pokemon Switch game. I actually have a good segue here into some interesting news. Well, I'll real quick before your segue, which is going to ruin your segue. I'm excited about it. I think it looks dope AF, and I'm real excited to play it not only by myself, but with the baby Metroid, who is super into Pokemon right now, and I think she will love it. So, sure. Go Nintendo. Way to give me two dope Pokemon games within 6 to 13 months of each other. I'm excited. Speaking of that segue, I forgot. Um, <laughs> I want to I wanna talk to you gentlemen about Leak Mania happening, into, happening for E3 and maybe some quick notes or predictions or something before, so we can wrap this Man, podcast getting ready up. for E3 getting ready for E3 has been like the Trump White House. Leaks on leaks on leaks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Abolish ice. <laughs> it went there um, too. Anyways. So I regret nothing. I think uh So I think one story that is just hilarious to me because it literally started off as like a 4chan rumor post that I was I was going to talk about and I was like, "Uh, eh, I know Ray doesn't like it when I talk about like pure, purely rumor stuff, but this is this seems kind of interesting and and seems plausible enough." 
Then about an, uh, two hours later, I saw that there was like official merchandise for this game and pictures. I'm like, well, 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 that looks pretty legitimate. And then like literally two hours after that, the game was actually confirmed. <laughs> so by the time this pod, as of uh, the, as of uh, a couple hours ago, a sequel to Assassin's Creed, um, Odyssey, or Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, went from not being announced at all to being leaked, and then more substantially leaked, and then being a hundred percent confirmed, which I just think is a just it just deeply tickles me. I just find it very good uh, and very funny. Um, I like Assassin's Creed games. I didn't play the last one, but I heard good things about it. So I'm surprised we're getting one so a new one so quickly. But that'll be interesting to see. Um, and I also in some other leaks that maybe I think I've seen some people uh, substantiating. Got there was a leak of some things that uh, Nintendo plans to demonstrate as games coming to the Switch. And a game uh, that inc- Max gonna buy. Hmm. No, I mean it, that's the that's an old version of Monster Hunter. It's not it is. Monster Hunter, but I, I will never play Monster Hunter. I will not ever play that game. Uh, we've that. discussed this frequently. I will never play this game. Uh, but Pretty some close. leaks that some leaks of games that may be coming to the Switch include the uh, 2018 game of the year, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, let's see, we got more. <laughs> uh, you have uh, the off the mentioned Paladins. You have the uh, game sweeping the nation, Fortnite, coming as well. Uh, One game that is actually pretty legitimately exciting for me uh, as well uh, is Overcooked 2, which I don't think had been previously um, confirmed or seen anywhere. So that... I think that game is really f- overcooked. is very, very fun and very enjoyable, and I think a I think it would definitely um, I think it would be a perfect Switch game. So uh, I think definitely it, I mean because if you ha- if you can get Fortnite running on like phones, I felt like Switch was never too far behind, even considering the weirdness of its online systems, which will be interesting to figure out, but. It's just so massive. It kind of felt it. That's kind of the, the believable thing about this leak to me is that it just, at a certain point, that just makes sense, business wise. So, some interesting tidbits there. Uh, I guess it's. I don't know how how much more do you guys? What other stuff do you want to talk about here? So I Tonight. think I, you guys wanted to go on about. Uh, well, I could go on for like an hour. I'm not going to about. Star Citizen and how this is my new favorite boondoggle to just watch crash and burn because it's getting worse as the days go on uh, Cloud Imperium Games has now gone into full on damage control of deleting threads of anyone that talks bad about the game at all and Cloud Imperium Games is now selling they're selling a $27,000 package that gets you every <laughs> the face Josh is making. That with... face when you mortgage your home for <laughs> to game for to buy every ship in a game that doesn't exist. Uh, Forbes has a great article about Star Citizen. 
They say alleged game is so <laughs> oh, That's savage. That's, I'm that sorry, Ray. I've been over here in a little bit of shock. Um because I could have swore that you said twenty seven thousand dollars. Yes. More than my car. To buy every ship in an alleged game More than the last that is already made cars I bought, millions of dollars on Kickstarter and other just pre-purchases. I close to so the product in just backer money has pulled in close to one hundred eighty million dollars. That's not including investors. And investors don't have to reveal how much money they put into the product until it's released. Like, fully released. Uh, so, it, it's probably made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And it has six studios in the last six years working on this game. Uh, six, Yeah, 2012. Six years working on this game. Alleged game. So, yeah, this has been, that's been my favorite dump so far. I just kind of watched Burn. And I think you guys wanted to make some E3 predictions... I'll actually be going to E3 this year, so I kind of want to hear what you guys are thinking is going to be there, because I have no idea. I want Final Fantasy VII Remake to be there. What do you guys want? Uh, I think things I would like to see. Um, I'd like. To, I think we're going to get some information about the Destiny Fall expansion um, a little bit ahead of E3. I think next Tuesday, the 6th of... No, the... The uh, the fifth or sixth, I think we're getting some information about the Destiny Two expansion, which will be exciting. Okay. Um, I'm yet excited to see yet another Death Stranding uh, entry in the Death Stranding um, sequence of really cool <laughs> badass trailers that are not actually a video game, and I'm okay with never actually seeing as a video game. Give us uh, a game, Kojima. I'm. Okay. What if Kojima actually is making a movie? And that we just get a new scene every year at E3 for, like, the next five, ten years. And then the last one, like, is the, like, last half of the movie. And we just, we it's just a movie. That would it's actually not a game. me off. That, that, that I, I, I honestly, th- I like these trailers so much. That I do not give a crap if this ever actually turns into a game. Because the trailers are really cool. So just... If it's really just an esoteric project to make cool trailers that, while also accidentally developing an engine for Sony to use for games, that uh, makes sense to me. Um, I guess other kind of speculation. I don't think we'll see any new. I would be very surprised if we saw any new hardware stuff, like major revisions or changes. Um, That just seems too early. But I feel like the... The team that has to do a lot of uh, this is kind of like no duh, but I feel like Microsoft ha- is ha- is been doing a lot of goodwill things, like with their backwards compatibility, uh, the um, the accessibility controller that they just put out, which I think is seriously really super cool and one of the I think is a really. Oh, I've never heard of this. We didn't we didn't talk about it too much in in news, but it's the. They designed a, a, a like a really moddable um, modular controller for uh, for people with uh, disabilities um, to more easily and more and accessibility 
concerns like more easily like work with that uh, compared to like a normal controller and other input systems and they're doing everything they can to like make it available to people through charities and things like that and help get it to people and it just seems like a really cool piece of it, it just they're do, they've been doing a lot of good like build making a building a lot of goodwill with moves like that and backwards compatibility so I feel like that they um, they've been kind of doing a very slow turnaround since the announcement of the Xbox one so I'm curious to see uh, if they're able to kind of keep that going and what that might entail um, I wonder I, I'm curious to see if we get some information about like what kind of titles that they'll have I, I don't but I think that's going to be the, the that's kind of the big story to watch is to see if Microsoft is able to move the needle on some of that stuff and really kind of reset the narrative on the uh, the Xbox going forward. Man, that system is just suffering though, right? Now. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said that'll be it'll be. I don't think that they will be able to do so over. An, I, it's a long process, and I think it will really take until the next system launch, especially with like the fact that they just put out the X last year, the world's yeah. most powerful console. That I was told by Microsoft is the world's most powerful console, but so they're pretty. You know, messy I've, I've heard it, so. I've heard tell rumor that it's the most powerful console in the world. Did you exactly. Guys know? That in no console generation has the most powerful console ever come out as the victor in sales. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. Because it also was probably the most expensive. <laughs> no doubt. Wait. Wait. Mike, you mean to tell me that sometimes yeah. mass consumers are price conscious? This is why VR is dead. I, I, I stand by that. This is why VR is dying. Well, you've stood by that for the last, like, three years, and they're still making new headsets, so I'm not inclined to necessarily believe you. Well, what, Oculus, the company that only makes VR headsets, is trying to make new headsets. Shocker. Yeah, but if it was dead, they wouldn't make headsets. They would just be like, well, Facebook has stopped channeling money into us. We're packing it up and going home. I think you just gave up why they're still alive, my man. <laughs> you just kind of gave that away. The two largest headset manufacturers just happens to be, one, piggy banked by the largest social media company in the world, and two, the other one is piggy banked by the largest video game platform in the world. I think they just have money to burn on just... <laughs> Yeah, but th those guys did not get to be where they are by just f***ing throwing money away. They make investments and bet on things that they have a pretty good assumption or idea that are going to turn around and make them money in the long run. Like, those guys don't get where they are by just saying, like, here, have, like, a billion dollars and just see, just play with it. I mean, I'm not going to defend every decision Valve has ever made. Honestly, I mean, there's a school shooter game on Valorant. Right <laughs> wow, I think it got. I think it got pulled. It did, did. did it finally get pulled? 
Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes human curation can be a good thing. <laughs> sometimes. All right, I think that's about it. Yeah, Unless John I, I like how our E3, I like how our E3 prediction podcast was basically nothing about E3 predictions. Oh, because it's it's all predictable anymore. You know it's coming. Well, that that, and I think that after the last like three E3s all being real fucking good, I keep doing that. I apologize. I actually don't. I like to cuss. It's fun. That this one, especially with as much as has leaked, as as much as has leaked out, we know that there's not really any new hardware coming out. Um, We we know a lot of the games that should have been kind of big surprises that are probably going to be there. Um, We know there's a lot of kind of sequels and follow-ups to games that are already out. We we just I don't think there's as much excitement around this E3 because I think it's a bit of a known quantity. And we kind of know that this is going to be a down year until maybe next year or the last year of the the consoles before we start to hear announcements of new hardware. So I think, you know, it's hard to do a real good E3 prediction podcast when you're A, know most of this stuff, and B, not that excited. I think Mike shared a list like a week ago with us where it was like a Walmart leaked list of games coming yes. post E3. And there were like seven sequels. of the games were like sequel number four or sequel number five. And I said, Jesus, that's such a depressing looking list when you really think about it. There's like no innovation there. Everyone is, is just it, like... This is going to be the age of Ultron of E3s. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> But actually, I think just to uh, to wrap things up here, guys, uh, what is your what is your E3 uh, pipe dream? What is the thing you don't think will happen, but you want to happen? Oh, don't say right. that, because I know exactly what I want. Go, go, go Josh. Go, you go first. Two, there are two things. One, permanent price drop of the standard PlayStation 4 to 250 Hmm. What? Why? Two. Yeah, because I want to buy it for two hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars. No, 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 that's fine. Whatever. And I mean, if it's if it's only got two or three years left in its real life cycle before a new console comes out, hey, lower the price. I'll buy one. You'll get a sale. There you go. Two. All previous Xbox One games on the PC. I don't think those are my two. Okay. They won't happen, but those are what I'd like. Yeah. I don't know. The Xbox One seems. Ray, close. tell us what you want, you coward. Wait, Ray, what'd you say? I, I think I think your Xbox One is pretty plausible because Microsoft seems to be going that direction. <laughs> hey, you know they've been doing it with all the current stuff. If they went and did the back the back Xbox One catalog, there's probably quite a few games from the the last few years that I would put. You know, think about picking up on my PC if I could get them. So. Yeah, there's like at least five. I, I'm saying it right now. If Halo Six comes out as a PC and Xbox release. Abandon all hope for the Xbox platform. It's gone. It's dead. You have no more reason to get your Xbox. Ray, tell us your pipe dream, you coward. Final Fantasy VII Remake is not only shown more footage, but they say... But you can buy it today. Thank you. You can buy it today. (laughs) That pipe dream is too outlandish. Hoot at the loser. Hoot, 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 hoot. I'm just kidding. That's a very good pipe dream. We support all pipe dreams here. Uh, I actually, um, guys, I found a leak 
Um, it's from Sony. Uh, I, this is a hot take. This is new news coming in. Uh, They've updated Final Fantasy the VII is not coming out until 2031. <laughs> I'm not gonna respond to you. I'm not dignifying what you just said with a response. But uh, I can see you're seething. Because <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Remember how long we had uh, to wait for Final Fantasy 15? That was eight years. Mike, go ahead, Mike. Uh, my pipe dream is obviously well. My continuous pipe dream will always be an F Zero sequel. Um. But one. my specific pipe dream for this one is going to be some sort of remaster package of Super Mario uh, Galaxy 1 and 2 for the Switch. I think that's reasonable. I don't think it'll happen, but it would. I, I would be really happy if it did, and it would be really awesome if it happened. I don't think it'll happen, but man, I want that to happen really badly. So how I'll cry they- if they. I'll cry if they actually just like they're like we heard you guys want old Mario games, Super Mario Sunshine on the Switch. Just like oh, oh we're so going close. back to Delfino Plaza. No. Get out, We need to end. We need. I want off this ride. I want stop. I want off this crazy ride. We have to end this Go podcast right now. Go get Yoshi. Right he can't swim. He explodes when you jump in the water. <laughs> Yoshi vomits. We have to end this everybody. podcast now. Thanks for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. Wait, wait. Josh has a whole thing he has to do. Josh? Yeah. Don't forget to like us here on YouTube. Um, oh, shit. What is our new channel? Unscripted Gaming. Um but get us on Facebook. I just type us in the search box, Unscripted Gaming. Give us a like there. Follow us on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. You can get us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash unscripted dash gaming. Uh, you can get us in Apple, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all those podcasting apps. Get us in your earballs. Follow us. Keep you posted on all of the happenings and goings on in the Unscripted Gaming world. So thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. I am Josh. I'm Ray. I am Mike, and I'm ending this nonsense right now. Good night. Peace.